Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome, Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed. Uh, they are having an auction today for our restaurant equipment. Tomorrow it's going to be trailers and landscaping equipment. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. And don't forget, the Twitter feed is at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. We are embarking on day seven, as in seven consecutive games with a playoff game. <laughs> it will continue tomorrow. Yes, it will. Because the Nuggets lost. We will have a game five. Uh-huh. Uh, I highly anticipate, because the math dictates it, a game um, on Wednesday. So that's going to be nine consecutive days. I don't think I've slept as much no. as I would like to, but that's okay. <laughs> At least we have material for the show, right? Well, I mean, yes, and it's all about us. So let's just start with that right there. No, it's all about the listener and the viewer that they get to listen to people yes, talk about do. the playoffs. Yes, they do. Uh, and you know what? Thank goodness for the abs and the nuggets because I really don't want to lead the show with, okay, who do you think the uh, – Broncos are going to pick with the 67th overall in the pick. Let's mock draft this. No, let's, uh, we don't need to go there. Uh, Thank goodness. Nuggets had a chance last night. It didn't surprise me the way that the game turned out. Maybe the ebbs and the flows of the game might have surprised me a little bit. I thought that this was a crap game. Okay, first of all. Charles Barkley was right when he said, I, tur- I turned to some of the hockey because this game was so damn boring. You know, some, you know, he said, you, you know? know who looked just as disinterested in the first half as the Nuggets? Minnesota. It was a bad game. Bad. Minnesota should have come out with tremendous intensity as their backs were up against the wall. How do you like that cliche? Mm-hmm. A game they had to win or they mm. were going to be knocked out. They looked like they were ready for vacation. And the Nuggets decided, you know what? We got this one. Even if we don't play that hard, they allowed Minnesota to win this game. The Nuggets did not deserve to win this game. Um, And that's the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. I think you're right on target. You you had two teams that looked through the all of the first half like they were really disinterested, like there were other places they wished they could be. Then the Nuggets push it out to nine points in the third quarter. Now, look, I know that a quarter and change in the NBA can be forever. Lots of things can happen. But you're still up nine in a clinching situation. It would have been nice to have seen the Nuggets just really, because they were right there in that in that place where nine could have gone to 13 or 15 pretty quickly. Instead, it kind of went back the other way. Then they had to make an unbelievable rush at the end of the fourth quarter to get it to overtime. And Minnesota ended up winning but in a game that neither one of them looked like they were really interested 
in winning. It was a horrible game that was somewhat saved by an interesting finish. What's the phrase that we have used the entire season? What is the phrase that we have used for a very long time with this franchise? Light switch mentality. And and that was on full display. Again, this game, honestly, the first half said far more about Minnesota than it did the Nuggets. The Nuggets, they have to win one of four. Minnesota looked like a team that was ready for vacation. Yeah, they did. Okay. The Nuggets did not take advantage of it. Build a nine-point lead. Ah, eh, we got this. Here come the Timberwolves. Then, 12-0 run to end the game with less than three minutes to go. Piggybacking on exactly what you said. Then they fall back again. Light switch mentality in overtime. Then they make it close, right? At the end of the day, um, so what they lost? And well, you, and, 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 and you're right, Eric. And you and know it's what? a fair question. Listen, that's right. They they got confident. They got overconfident. Uh, it's hard. It's not so much. Listen, you can make the case. It's hard to sweep a team. It is. No, not last night. It wasn't. It was. It shouldn't have been. This was a team that laid down on the ground for you, gave you the knife, and was saying, "Feel free to fall on us." No. And the and the Nuggets did not do it. Do I think they're going to come out tomorrow night and win? Yeah. I have very little doubt. I do too. That they're going to come out and win this game and win this game big. But it was, I'm not overly concerned. It's unnecessary lifting, though. You know they what I mean? Could have had an extra day off. Yeah, they could have had more an, than a few days right. off. You know, the first time that they would have played, probably Friday. Yeah, Friday or Saturday, one right. of the two, right? Right. Because they they could have had extra time off. All right, so they didn't. It is what it is. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't believe they're going to lose three in a no, row. They're the better team, right? Yeah. All of that stuff, and. You don't throw away the three games that it took to get them to 3-0. and The Nuggets did a fantastic job getting to 3-0. and They've established themselves clearly as the better team. They are not going to lose four straight games. That's not going to happen. I'm with you. I think this thing is over on Tuesday. I just... I'm at the point now where I don't want them to rue the day yesterday if this thing, for instance, like Minnesota somehow gets one tomorrow. Then all of a sudden they're going back to Minneapolis right. with, a, with a little bit of life and, and, and maybe who know, they force another trip back here. Uh, to de- you never know. You, you just never know in these things. So when you have an opportunity, you'd really like to take it. I think that a lot of the human condition, the, the 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 frailty of the human condition was on display by the Nuggets last night. And to your point, it was on display by the Minnesota Timberwolves, oh. who looked like they were ready to see you later. I'll, I'll take it a step further just to illustrate it. The Timberwolves were lying on their back in the casket, and there was a handlebar on the lid of it, and they were trying to pull it close <laughs> themselves on themselves. <laughs> yeah, it was. And the Nuggets were standing there with their two hands trying to keep it open. They were ready to go to sleep. Yes, they permanently. Were. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And it was disappointing. Nuggets did not deserve to win this game. 
They didn't seem interested. It's not that they weren't interested in winning the game. They wanted to win the game. Uh, we, we, there was a point during the third quarter when Minnesota was making their run. I don't know how many more times they could have taken outside jump shots. They were not attacking the paint. That's where they've been good for the majority of this series. Nikola Jokic was the ultimate point guard. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't count, but give the ball to Jamal. I know yes. that the offense runs through you, and it's impressive that I'm not going to dog on Nikola Jokic for scoring, what, 43 points? Put the ball in Jamal's <laughs> hand. Let him bring the ball over the timeline. It's as if they were trying to be cutesy all over again. In that third quarter, they had the nine-point lead. They're firing outside jump shots. They'll be fine on Tuesday. I have very little doubt. I think this I don't this was a loss that I think will potentially go a long way as they move forward in the playoffs. Good. They, they walked the yeah. tightrope. They fell off this time. That's fine. But the truth is, some people say there's no such thing as a good loss. I'll uh, I'll, I'll be more than happy to argue that with you. Oh yeah. There are plenty of times when a loss can help a team. Right. Teaching moments, shake them back. Oh, I want to, I want to point some out. I mean, there's lots of things. I want to point happen. something out. I'm going to sure. bring up his name because he put it up on Twitter to me. Okay. And I basically said, this is the perfect teaching moment for Michael Malone. I put that out there. Adrian Dater comes back at me. Yes, I'm putting his name out there because mm-hmm. it's right there for everybody to see and said, do you really think kids at this age could ever have a teaching moment? And I'm thinking, well, I'm 54 years old. Uh, there are a lot of teaching moments with me where I look back and say, you know what? I probably could have done that better. So do you think the guys in the Nuggets locker room, this could be a teaching moment? Or do you agree with Adrian? Yeah, probably not. There's really not such thing as a teaching moment for a professional athlete. I see where he's coming from, but I disagree. I, yeah. do th- I think that you can always learn. Um, it doesn't have to be a teaching moment in the traditional sense Correct. of, okay, class is in session, sit right. down and be quiet, and we're going to work on the chalkboard. It can be a second this, second unit. Here's some of the things that we were doing wrong here that we were Second unit, by the way, was great. Yeah, yeah, and they were. But, you, but there's always things that you can grab from a performance like that. Um, I think that they'll go back and examined the two-man game approach in overtime. They took Michael Porter Jr. totally out of the offense. He wasn't really even a third option. It was a two-option man. It was a two, and it was great. I Let mean, me ask you a question. Yeah. Okay. I, I keep hearing that, and I know that Michael Porter Jr. has done a better job mm-hmm. of moving towards the basket. Before you make that statement, Michael Porter Jr. is not involved in the offense. I want you to show me physically on tape where he moved his feet because Michael Porter Jr. still tends to stand around. Right. When he's most effective is when he's moving his feet. So I want people to point out to me multiple examples, wherever it was in the game, specifically late in this one, where they should have gotten him more involved. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. No, 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 but hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I know you're not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I hear that. I've been reading this on Twitter. They need to get MPJ more involved. Move your feet and you will score. Well, Move your feet. You'll probably get the ball. But he does stand around. He still stands around a lot. How are you supposed to get a guy involved 
when he's standing in the corner on the baseline and there's a guy standing in front of him. That's not that's not on Michael Malone. Oh, no, that, no. That's on Michael Porter Jr. moving his feet. And Michael Porter Jr. has been terrific during this series. And he hit some clutch shots towards the end to get this game to overtime. I'm not bagging on Michael Porter Jr. But in overtime, how often did he move his feet? You're associating my remark with naysayers. All I'm saying is it was clear that they were going to run a two-man game. And that's it. They ran a two-man game. It Cleared was, out. And that's it. It, and 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 the and the big two, and and you know what? They almost pulled it off. They almost pulled it off. Um, I thought that there might have been a couple of opportunities to work MPJ off of a screen or do something like that to create some space because he had to hit two big shots down the stretch that were that were that were good shots. It doesn't always have to be him going to the basket. He's a very good catch and shoot guy. I'm not saying it was the difference in the game. This goes back to the teaching moments because coaches look at, they will scour that tape and they will look at it. it they're not going to just sit there this morning, wake up and say, well, we just didn't have the right attitude. We just didn't have the right focus. They'll, they'll go back and take a look at There's There are little things there. Yeah. And, and, and listen, I will agree with you. When you run a two-man game, you clear everybody out. You do. I get that. So, yes, maybe there are reasons why Michael Porter Jr., is sitting in the corner. Um, I will run a two-man game all day and exclude Michael Porter Jr. if need be because that two-man game has a proven history. It sure does. The only thing that I would have liked to have seen is the other three guys involved in getting to the offensive glass. That was the thing that bothered me. It wasn't right. even the lack of shots. Right. I'm not. Look, if I've got Jamal Murray or Nikola Jokic, I want those two taking the shots. Right. In an overtime. Right. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I want the other three involved. Right. I've, they've got to be involved defensively, most importantly. But they did a really unaggressive job all night long on the offensive glass. And. I would have liked to have seen them crush a little bit more on the offensive glass, especially in that overtime. They came down, and it was basically one and done. One shot, and that was it. So that's that's kind of the danger of a two-man game is that you have other three guys that can get lulled to the point where they're really kind of out of the game. Yep. And I'm not saying that that was the case last night. I defer to Michael Malone, who I think does a – damn fine job coaching this basketball team. That would have been one of my takeaways. Coming up after the break, well, I'm not going to call it a takeaway, but I'm going to call it taking off and leaving Seattle. Where is Val Nechushkin? Mm, lots of rumors. And I got to tell you, I'm not going to go down some of them. I think some somebody who is not even in the media put out something so crazy it even hooked me in and then about an hour later i'm like what what the hell am i chasing here <laughs> what yeah what the hell am i chasing here with that avalanche are leading their series have a chance to take a commanding lead tonight obviously there are concerns about nachuchkin abs are being silent about it nobody's talking about it that's next wondering if it's me i'll see yeah
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at Reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions having an auction today for restaurant equipment. Tomorrow it's going to be trailers and landscaping equipment. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. I want to tell you about the experience I recently had last week with Paramount Siding and Windows. Scott comes over, comes on this show about once a month. He's the sales manager. And I knew that I needed two windows replaced. Knew that. And then, because I was going to get a different style of window, Mm. it was going to be three. And Scott said to me, show me what's wrong with the windows. And I showed him. And the problem with the window was it would not lock. And the window fell out. Didn't break or anything, but it just fell out. I am not handy, and you're about to find out just how not handy that I am. (laughs) The windows that I have in my house are, I don't want to, I don't think the terminology is double-paned, but one comes up, and then the top one will come down. Is that double-paned? Yes, I guess technically. Is there a gas lock between the two? There's a lock between the two. All right, good. Well, me being the really handy guy that I am, not. I didn't have the upper window pushed up high enough. How stupid am I? Had Scott come over? No, it happens. Okay. It happens. Well, it happened with me. Yeah. I was about ready to buy and spend some money on three windows. He said, Eric, it just needed to be fixed. And did not try and sell me windows. Now, think about that for a second. How many salespeople yeah. would come over to your house, know what the problem is, not fix it? Know and, that you're on the line for three new windows. Right. And say, oh, here's all we needed to do. Right. Pretty he did cool. sell me something I didn't need. Mm. That's who you're working with, with Paramount Siding and Windows. Okay? A lot of sales guys would, would not have fixed that knowing they could have, just to get the commission off it, just to get the company some more sure. money. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that type of service. That's why they're the best. Check them out at ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. Those windows are confusing, and, I'm, and, I, and I've got your back on this. Yeah. Because if, if you don't know that, why would you think of it? Right. I mean, you, you think of, okay, the window's the window, and... Right. You don't think about pushing one window up while the right. other one comes down. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I know now. Yes, we do. And eventually I will need windows. And I've, I learned about where do you it. Where think I'm going to go? Same, well, of course you are. Yeah, Paramount. Of course you're going to windows. Paramount. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Time now for the lead. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Siding and Windows. Paramount Siding and Windows. It's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. Okay, Avs have a chance to take a commanding 3-1 lead in Seattle tonight. Game time is 8 p.m. Convincing win on Saturday, 6-3. Natushkin didn't play on Saturday because of a personal reason. Flew home from Seattle before the game. There's been no reason given why he has left, except for the fact that it is a personal reason but it has been reported. Jared Bednar has put that out as well. He didn't leave for health reasons. Right. He did not leave for disciplinary, disciplinary reasons. reasons. Right. With that, um, I am very, 
how do I put this? Our source, our sources in some ways, when we don't know something and somebody else does, where do you go? You go to Twitter. Now, if you can't get it on your own, and that blue check mark means a lot because I read somebody who did not have a blue check mark, and there's some crazy rumor flying around that Russia is recalling Val Nachuchkin to go fight in Ukraine. And the more I started thinking about this, how come every Russian player isn't being There's recalled? a bunch of them in this league. Yeah, more than a few. Mm-hmm. And the guy doesn't have a check mark, doesn't have a lot of followers, and this thing caught fire. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the deal is. I hope everything is okay with his family. Um, and I don't know if he'll play tonight. I don't even know if he's in Seattle right now. Yeah, I don't either. And And here is what I will say about this very simply every now and then there needs to be privacy yep this may very well be a moment like that and you and i are old enough to have it go through our heads young family what could be the problem and you know what there's a part of me that doesn't want to know yes and i will say this And for those of you that don't know how these things work, we'll pull back the curtain a little bit. The rarity of after more than 24, close to 36 hours now of guys like us not knowing what's going on is high. You always get a, a, a gist for what's going on by this point. In all fairness, though, I've covered 13 professional sports teams. Mm -hmm. And no one performs lockdown better than the Avalanche organization. Right. Nobody. And they are in full lockdown mode. And I'm hoping for the best for Val and his family, whatever the case may be. I'm sure it will be explained to us at some point. Maybe there are some things that we just don't need an explanation for. All. We don't. Maybe it's just not our damned business. I actually texted somebody. That might have known. And about three hours later, after I texted this person, I started thinking about this whole, what it could have been, this whole Russian thing. And I'm starting to feel badly that I even asked. And I said, listen, I want to apologize for texting you. Uh, There was some bizarre type of story that was out there. And honestly, if you would have told me it was something with his family, and I don't even want to imagine what it could be. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want to know, and I certainly wouldn't report it. I know. It's not that I don't want to know. I certainly would never report it. Yeah. We'll see how the whole thing plays out and hope that everybody is okay. And I know this. They're going to play a hockey game tonight. I don't expect Val to be a part of this hockey game tonight. There are bigger things, obviously, than a hockey game. And uh, the Abs performed well in his absence. They've got a chance to go up three games to one. They have performed very well, except for a moment in time in which they had a... 19 seconds, right? right? Boom. Right. With that, the top guys came to play. Yes. Okay. A couple of goals from McKinnon. A couple of goals from Rantanen in the third period, one of them being an empty netter. Cal McCarr scores. What has impressed you? What impressed you in that game, but overall so far in these playoffs, and what concerns you? The thing that impresses me is the confidence that this team shows and an unwillingness to rattle. 
They had their moment. You're talking in, about the period number five is when it started. <laughs> yeah, right. The they got they got cold cocked in that first game, and it fell over into the first period of the second game. And they looked for all the world like a team struggling for an answer. Once they figured it out, they've had confidence in what they're doing, and they're doing it well. There have been moments of lapses, but by and large, the better team is winning. We've talked a lot about depth, how intrigued we are by the depth, and you've pointed it out expertly, the depth that they have in all four lines. But, man, in game three, it was the heavy lifting of the star power that was the difference in this game. And you know what they did? They won a lot of face-offs. Where I was going to go next. Won a lot of face-offs. Mm-hmm. Something they did not do a lot right. of during the regular season. Clearly, that has been picked up. Clearly, that's one reason why they're up 2-1. to one. But I'll tell you right now, and I'm going to put it out here right now, this is not a Stanley Cup winning team right now. No. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's awesome to see what McCarr's doing and Rantanen's doing and McKinnon is doing. They have gotten nothing out of their bottom two lines. Nothing. I didn't get anything again in this game. I think they're going to wind up beating Seattle. I just think they're a better overall team than mm-hmm. Seattle. I do too. But when they start playing better teams, and there's a reason why Seattle was the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why. Yeah. Um, until Unless they get production out of their third and fourth lines. Right now, those third and fourth lines, A, are not playing a lot of minutes. No. Specifically, the fourth line, not a lot of minutes. They're, they're taxing their top two lines with a lot of minutes. Listen, I know these guys are in great shape. I think that might eventually catch up to them if they continue to move along in the playoffs, the number of minutes on the ice. A guy like Kale McCarr, mm-hmm. young, can handle it. Sure. McKinnon's really not that old. I get it. Now, if you're going to tell me that you're going to overload those top two lines with a ton of ice time and they're going to be able to perform at a high level, okay, then I'm with you. That Then I will agree that that they have a chance to get to the Stanley Cup final. I just don't know if they get to the Western Conference final, they'll be able to continue that type of pace. Right now, the bottom two lines are doing nothing more than filling space on the ice to give those guys on the top two lines a rest. That's all they're doing right now. Yeah. And as I've said before, and this came from John Michael Lyles, your top two lines win you regular season games, your bottom two lines win you playoff games with key goals or goals here and there. In three games, they've gotten nothing. All all the third and fourth lines have been doing is, and, and you know, you want them to score, is trying to give the other guys a rest because they're not being dependent on or they're certainly not performing at a level where they're adding. They're just, they're, they're like white bread. They're filling and there's no nutritional value. And until that flips around, I, I, I don't feel confident with this team because eventually all the minutes from McCarr and Rantanen and McKinnon and Comfort are going to add up and they're just going to be gassed. Yeah, it has Western a cumulative effect. No question about it. Um, you know, Jared Bednar said it in uh, very candid remarks. God, I like this guy. Um, said it in his post-game remarks after the after the win on Saturday. We're a different team than we were a year ago. 
Yep. We have different challenges than we did a year ago. And losing to Chuchkin, who knows I mean, how my, long I, he's yeah, going to be and, going? And, and, and so now all of a sudden, if, if you're now you're talking about Landeskog and Dukush, you're talking about two guys that potentially are out of the lineup. Now, Landeskog is, that one is, they haven't played all season Here, long. Here, I'll, I'll ask you a point blank so. question. I have no idea what the situation is with Chuchkin. Are the Avs going to win a Stanley Cup with Nieto on the second line? No, I wouldn't think there so. There we go. And that's it. And Nieto's been a third or fourth line yeah. guy. He hasn't performed while he's been on the third and fourth line. What in the world makes you think he's suddenly going to perform on the second line in which you are thinning out the pancake batter to hard, make more pancakes? Hard work. Look, all of these guys, Malgin, Myers, Newhook, Nieto, O'Connor, all hardworking guys. Yep. But you got to produce. You got to do something. There's a reason why they're third and fourth line guys. Coming up after the break, how about that spring game, huh? How about the excitement? How about the excitement up in Boulder and all the pageantry around it? With that, what did you think of the pregame festivities? What did you think of, you know, the oldest, maybe, the oldest living Buffs fan, Peggy Compham? Pretty cool. Kicking off. Pretty cool. What did you think of Shador Sanders, the way the offense looked, the way the defense looked? Or, come on, Eric, it's a scrimmage. Let's not really evaluate players. That's next. Superstition aims with imprecision. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions having an auction today with restaurant equipment tomorrow. Trailers and landscaping equipment. Get involved. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sdhmazda.com. So you played a spring game on Saturday. Packed with fans despite it being 31 degrees, packed with media, packed with alumni. It was like a who's who of CU in one spot for the first time in a very long time. What stood out to you the most? And when we talk about a scrimmage, is it pretty hard to evaluate a scrimmage? The answer to that question is yes. Uh, The thing that really struck me is the thing that I already knew is just the magic around Deion Sanders, just his ability to make this happen. You tell me, Eric, I I guess if they had hired Nick Saban, but I'm not sure that there's any coach that Colorado could have brought in that could have pulled something like this off. There isn't a coach on the planet in any sport, and I'm including Ted Lasso, that could do (laughs) what... 
Deion Sanders it was, has done. It, 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 it remains unbelievable. And I'll tell you what's it's interesting fantastic. is, don't think schools from the SEC and the Big Ten were not watching. They were, but, you know, Alabama was busy putting in 80,000. Oklahoma was busy putting in 65,000. This is some schools. You're right. It's a natural don't right need of it. spring. That's this right. is this is a yearly affair in some places. I mean, I'm sure this applies to a lot of college football programs, but the first time I ever heard this phrase, it came from Nebraska. What are the top two sports in Nebraska? Football and spring football. Mm-hmm. Right. But not with this type of carnival circus right. type of atmosphere. Yes. Shadur Sanders. Look like the the second coming and probably the best quarterback since Cordell Stewart. Yeah, he he looked fantastic. I mean, uh, you're not designing a lot of uh, uh you know blitzes and things no. like that. He's he's going to tear up a defense, and we get that. Travis Hunter looks like the yes, player that we that we believe that he is going to be. Yeah, they've got very good skill sets. Really, <laughs> a lot of players with that are skill type players. A lot of those. Well. Unfortunately, they just lost one and actually just lost two wide receivers. Montana Lamonius Craig has decided to transfer. He was the most productive receiver in that game on the weekend. Chase Sowell has decided to enter the transfer portal as well. They lost a couple of recruits. One of them considered to be a pretty good recruit. I'll tell you what I'm wondering. Um, I don't know why Lamonius Craig decided to transfer. Maybe he feels he's going to get more of an opportunity someplace else. Same thing with Sal. I am wondering that despite all the pageantry and all the electricity that surrounds Deion Sanders, that 31 degrees in April didn't have an effect mm. on some of these recruits mm. who are coming from the South. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I there is, you expect a fair amount of attrition not only do you expect it you want to see it happen in to some regard when you're coming off a 1 and 11 season the argument can always be well they were good enough to be 1 and 11 and it's hard to argue that um but the other side of the equation is if if you're not for if you're not one of Dion's guys. Exactly. And if I'm you're one, not one of his guys. I am wondering if Montana Lamonius Craig doesn't consider himself one of Dion's guys. Could very well be. Because let's be let's be know. completely honest. If you played on this team last year, you already have a check mark against you. Sure you do. Because you're not one of Dion's guys. Right. And maybe you become one of Dion's guys, but you just don't have to want to try and convince the head coach who cannot do anything wrong in the eyes of Buff fans that you have to try and convince him that I should be getting the ball more than Travis Hunter. We know what Travis Hunter is capable of. We know how highly he was recruited. But then again, got 154 yards worth of passes and a touchdown. It's not that the guy can't play. Yeah. Clearly he can. Obviously he can. But maybe he felt that, you know what? Um, Dion has his guys. I'm going to have to work hard every day to impress him, which there's nothing wrong with. You need to work hard every day to impress your coach. I'm not suggesting that you should not. However, maybe it just doesn't feel 
with the amount of time he spent around Deion Sanders, that he's one of his guys. And being one of his guys is everything. It certainly feels that way. Yeah. So um, I'm not throwing a a damper on anything. It was a wonderful celebration of the potential promise of Deion Sanders and CU football. It gives them uh, that fan base meat on the bone and something to look forward to in the fall. Um, and it was magical and more power to, and they handled it well. It was a, it was well organized. It was well played. It was fantastic to see so many familiar faces back uh, to Boulder. That's a wonderful thing to be able to bring that kind of fellowship together um, all under the umbrella of CU football and the rebirth of it. That is fantastic. All right. I don't mean to sound negative here. There's a lot of, I'm going to make up a word here. And this is the part that makes me feel uneasy. There's a lot of front runner ism going on right now. People who didn't want to show up at all. I know this team. Listen, I started covering this team. In what two, was there to show up for? I, I understand that. But now everyone's... Con- sure. You know what this is? This is like a relative winning the lottery, <laughs> and suddenly everybody yeah. is in that person's house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're my long-lost cousin. Yeah, well, I hear you. I'm going to leave it where I have it. Yeah, it's fine. It, it's unbelievable. Right. It's fantastic. Deion Sanders has made an immeasurable effect. And no one could have done what he has Nobody done. Nobody could let's, have done it. Now let's see how they play. Now there's practical application. But, but the truth is, the truth is, let's let's be realistic with our expectations here. I think making a bowl game would be a very good season I would. That is where I am. Right. Very simply. I'll tell you who I feel badly for, the CSU. You look at their spring game, that basically the, the family of the parents in the stands. That's okay. I, I, I have a feeling that Jay Norvell is happy to work quietly and efficiently. Ooh, who, who else has been doing that in town? Quietly and efficiently. Who? Sean Payton. Yes, very quietly. Right. Yes, and we think efficiently. And by the way, <laughs> I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I really like Jay Norvell, and I really hope they turn it around. I want the same thing for CU. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I want Northern Colorado to do well. I'm intrigued by Ed Lamb, who is an interesting guy and comes from an interesting place, and and he plants asparagus. And, and there's a story there. We'll get to it at some point. But um, there is a, for a football state that has kind of been down in the dumps uh, the last few years, there's a chance for all three programs, I think, well, to be moving upwards. Back in the day, back in the early 1990s, CU and CSU were powers. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe, 30 years later, we will eventually start to see that again. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Rockies had a rough weekend in the city of brotherly love, plus an injury to a key hitter. And Dylan Brooks was ejected from Lakers-Grizzlies Game 3. What happened? We'll discuss next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. Reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions having an auction today for restaurant equipment tomorrow, trailers and landscaping equipment. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, over the weekend, the Rockies dropped three of four games in Philadelphia and are now 6-17 and 17 on the season, the worst in the National League as they have lost 11 of their last 12. Uh, the Rockies are on pace for 120 losses. And then in Saturday's game, Chris Bryant left with an injury to his lower back slash glute area and is considered day-to-day. Uh, your takeaways from the weekend and the injury to Bryant. Well, the rallying cry has become, thank God for the Royals and the A's. Um, at least you've got them in your rearview mirror. Uh, it's bad. It's getting worse. Now you don't have Marquez. Now you don't have Bryant. You've got four players hitting below 200 that are in the starting lineup. Uh, Ezekiel Tovar, my guy, who is worth the investment of time, had two hits yesterday to get to 191 on the season. So, yes, I know you can come back at me on Ezekiel Tovar, but the, the Rockies are who they who they are. And now they open a three-game set in Cleveland. I'll be very interested to see what their attendance is like when they come home for their next home stand. Remember when Dick Monford said, my hope is to be 500? Yes. I think he shot the moon on that one. Yes, he did. But here's something else. I have figured out a way, I have figured out a way to make sure the Rockies don't lose another game this season. Pandemic? Two words. Inter-squad scrimmage. Ah, there you go. Just like the Buffs did. Yep. Inter-squad scrimmage, Rockies will not lose. You're correct. Whatever, hey, whatever it takes, whatever it takes at this point. By the way, I think Chris Bryant said, I want to make sure I'm around enough so I can provide some leadership. Really? And I'm pulling for How is the leadership doing when you were healthy? Yeah. But do you, don't, are you hardened just because he, because the Rockies were silly enough to give him the contract that he got? Because I kind of find myself pulling for Chris Bryant. I, listen, I'm not pulling against Chris Bryant, but I will say this. When he signed here, the first thing I thought to myself was, how much does this guy really want to win, or is it a paycheck for him? Yeah, that's, well, that's a fair question. Because they weren't going to win with him. They weren't going to win without him. And Chris Bryant had to know that. He's been around good ball clubs. I'm really, I'm really honestly questioning. Yeah. Okay. How much did he really want to win, and how much did he really want that paycheck? Because it's my understanding the Rockies were essentially bidding against themselves for Chris Bryant. Yes, I, He's a guy that they wanted dating all the way back 
to the draft mm-hmm. when he was the number two overall pick, I believe, and the Rockies had the third overall pick in the draft. They've wanted him for a long time. Well, guess what? They got him. Good for you. And that's that. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Uh, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. They can help you redesign an entire kitchen, or they have lots of appliances to help you fit your budget better than the big box stores because they have a big clearance sale, or and they do it every single day at their clearance center in Denver. Go check them out. Mountain High Appliance, Louisville, Littleton, and Denver. Coming up after the break, when you look at the Nuggets last night, do you think to yourself, well, this is a game they should have lost. They, yes. didn't, they did not deserve to win this game. No. Can there be teaching moments? That's next.